0: On a chilly December morning in Indianapolis, Indiana, an elementary school teacher is discovered dead in her apartment. 32-year-old Linda McDaniel is found nude in her bathtub, hands bound behind her back with Christmas ribbon, a victim of foul play. Who would want to harm the beloved teacher that was adored by her young students? Join us as we investigate the perplexing 1977 bathtub murder of Linda McDaniel and the winding search for her killer that left police hitting dead end after dead end. Oh, man. What is up, everybody? I hope you're having a good day. My name is John and I am on my period. How are your cramps? How are you holding up? <laughs> Uh, Y'all talk about your periods like it's that bad. I mean. That shit is fucking not bad.
1: We need to have a John Tries with the, the period mm-hmm. cramp simulator. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I'm, I would imagine it's kind of like the tens, you know, the muscle thing yeah. that you have. It's kind of like that. But internally, can you imagine? It's like someone's stabbing you.
0: So the best way to not have periods is just always have a baby in you.
2: Or you can
0: like <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, you know, have a not. <laughs>
0: Uh, that one's gonna come back and haunt <sighs> yep. me, yep,
1: um, hey, buddy, John. I was telling Naquiez that if you guys record on Tuesday, let me know, and I can come that day since I'm off from school and everything.
0: all right, yeah, um, just be here by six a m
1: okay, so sleep over on Monday,
0: No, you can't sleep over. <laughs>
1: You're so weird. Like, you're come, in a
0: mood. You can come anytime you want. We record Tuesdays and Thursdays usually.
1: Perf. I'll be here on Tuesday.
0: And and we record, it's like five, I don't know, it's between five and like seven, right? What When do we record a story? When
2: Nicole, Nicole's done usually work. Usually we start at like six-ish. Yeah.
0: It's usually a short story. Like these are supposed to be the longest stories today, you know? And then I do really short stories during the week, you know? It depends
2: on if we're like trying to eat dinner first, if we're starving mm. kind of a thing, you no. Mm-hmm. But usually around six.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I have to take advantage of when you guys are closer because when you move, it'll be a little bit farther away. I know it'll be more like an hour. Yeah,
0: yeah how does it feel?
2: Oh, my God. You are such a grudge holder.
1: My God. You know, I really like honestly, if like for whatever reason, if you guys like moved to like Omaha, Nebraska or something like and I was left behind, he would still be. Remember that time that you moved Uh out and Uh bought your own house? Yeah. Listen, I always say like I. okay. so (laughs) I always say I I stand my ground on this because it's not like I moved right down the street and moved away from you. You know, I moved for work and I bought my own house. Like I'm not I'm not renting an apartment. I'm not living in another person's house. Like
0: Yeah, I know. You moved in with Hillary. Do
1: not even put that (laughs) out in the universe in the multiverse. Don't. Um, we have a few shout outs today, actually. All right. People are still
0: doing the membership thing.
1: Yeah. So Kendra is our newest small taco. And then I thought I gave Heidi a shout out already, but I might not have because she did message and, and, and mentioned it. So congratulations and welcome to Heidi as well. And then today when we do our surprise shot, it is for Oscar.
0: Oscar. Oh, what's, what's the, up? That's the Oregonian. Oregonian.
1: It's upstanding citizen of Oregon. <laughs> Love it. No more thug life.
0: <laughs> so you said Kendra.
1: Kendra, Heidi.
0: Kendra, Heidi. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting us.
1: Yes. Um, and then today I'm really excited for our, the surprise shot. So this is for Oscar. Surprise shot. Surprise shot. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I realized I only said shot, but I, I did say I, shot twice. You do that.
0: I, you interchange it.
2: That, you know. I feel like we
0: should print out the lyrics for you so you don't forget <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, you know what? They're it's catchy though. It still it still hits every time. So, uh was this a specific request? No, from this is a Jen Oscar? Collins special. All right. So. Well, thank you and thank you, Oscar. Thank you,
0: Oscar. For Cheers. Supporting
2: us. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, was that chocolate?
0: That was really good.
2: That mm-hmm. is
1: yum. Sipping Saints chocolate milk. Like, oh it, my god, <clears throat> it literally tastes like chocolate milk.
2: That was really good. That was good. Ten out of ten. Hey, Kimar, Kimar, What's up? Glad First to have you here, here. from Germany. Germany. Welcome. We
0: have been getting some Germany people. Lars is from Germany.
2: I think this is maybe him.
0: Oh. Probably. I don't know. Maybe.
2: We also... Um, yeah, also Lars, yeah, Lars is
1: from, from
2: Courtney, Germany. Uh, Courtney's in... No, Courtney. No. Courtney's in North Carolina. Colleen. Colleen's in the
0: Netherlands. What time is it in Germany right now? Then
2: we have Lane, who's in Canada. Mm-hmm. We got a few
1: in Canada. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of doing this story for Jen. I want I wanted to do a Christmas story. I know she's not going to be here next week. So I can
1: phone in. I'm not going to be here next week. We'll
0: see. Uh, my phone got disconnected. So just
2: keep. <laughs> oh my God. You make me insane.
0: Uh, anyway, so I want to do a Christmas story. I don't think you've heard of this. I will say when I was looking this up, Crime Junkie did cover the story, but I think they've covered literally all these little stories. Okay. But we are going to uh, 1977, December 1st. And we are going to 5923 West Lake Drive. This is in Indiana. I do have a photo of the apartment we're going to. I don't know. You'll be able to see it. The steps there is what you need to focus on. Okay. The steps going up to the apartment. And the apartment is here on the left, right there. 5923 West Lake Drive. This is on the second floor. We're talking about a teacher that didn't show up for work. Now, this is a sad case because this lady is a very, very well-loved elementary school teacher. Her name is Linda McDaniel. And she is the victim tonight. Obviously, she is deceased. This is her right here. So I want to do this for Jen because one of the big things I want to focus on with this story, she's obviously a murder victim, is I found some interesting things in the newspaper where the principal is talking about how to break the news to the students and, then, and their elementary school students. So I kind of want to bring that up here in a second, but let's let's see what happens first. Linda McDaniel is her name. She was found at her house on December 1st. She didn't show up for school. She is a 23-year-old First grade teacher at Maplewood Elementary School there in Indiana. That's Wayne Township. And this was her second year. She was an elementary school teacher. She loved her kids. Her kids loved her. She, As you're going to see, Linda, her whole life is education. Okay. Everyone in her family is an educator. Everyone, mm-hmm. including her aunt, which was the district's principal and actually has a school named after her. Wow. So this family is about teaching people. Okay. As far as education goes, that, that was the only role for her in life. Because she wanted to
1: fulfill her family's footsteps.
0: Yeah. And that's what everyone did. Got it. <clears throat> anyway, the aunt, who was the retired principal, shows up at her house after she didn't show up for work. She's always the first one there. She's always there at 630. Wow, early. Literally right when the janitor opens the door, she's there, especially this time of year because she has been real busy making Christmas decorations for the classroom. This is an elementary school. She's cutting out Christmas trees. What is the deal with you and my dog? I don't
2: know. he's just (laughs) staring at me (laughs) Uh, what do you want bud (laughs) hi Hubble (laughs) he's like staring at me. I don't know. What, what do you want from me? What you doing, bud?
0: So the aunt goes over to check on Linda at her apartment. They've been calling her. No answer. Mm. Now, a couple okay. things we do know. We do know she had a blind date the night before. Oh, boy. And this man, as we're going to talk about, was... Sketchy. I saw two different newspapers say two things. Overly aggressive.
1: Oh, ooh. no.
0: And tried to assault her.
2: Oh, okay. I'm
0: not saying this is the, the one who did this, we're still at the body here. Okay. But the aunt goes to her apartment door knowing something's wrong because there's no way she slept in. Never happened. Never happened before. And she's been so excited about making these Christmas decorations. In fact, she was supposed to go to her mom's house that night, the previous night, but she stayed home just to cut out these little Christmas trees. Anyway, the aunt knocks on the door, no answer. She gets the maintenance man to open the door and they walk into the apartment. Now, the apartment is not ransacked or anything. It's very quiet in there. There's no smell yet of the body. It's pretty recently deceased. But on the table, you see all those Christmas trees that she's been cutting out. She's been cutting out. The scissors are there. One of them is halfway cut out. You know, she was going to hang them up kind of like a banner. All these Christmas, there's lights and everything else. And there's Christmas ribbon. They call out her name, Linda, Linda, where are you at? They go into the, the master bedroom, nothing there. They try that. They look in the closets everywhere. They finally go into the master bathroom. However, it's locked. The door's locked, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. And they force their way in there and that's where they see her body. Mm-hmm. Now, th- let me describe how the body looked. Linda was nude except for pantyhose she was wearing. She was kneeled over the edge of the bathtub. The water was halfway full. So her torso, her upper part.
1: The first top half of her body.
0: The top half of her body was submerged in the water. Yeah. And she was like at the waist. Her right, you know, butt down was on the floor, like right. in a kneeling position.
1: Okay, so it almost looked like she drowned.
0: Her cause of death was drowning. Wow. She didn't have any defensive wounds. Also, her hands were tied behind her back with Christmas ribbon.
1: Mm, That's terrible, man. Oof.
2: From the Indianapolis News, the victim, Linda McDaniel, was found with her arms tied behind her with Christmas ribbons. She had been gagged and her body was slumped over the side of a partially filled bathtub in her apartment. Miss McDaniel was clad only in panties.
0: Now, we're going to go back into the crime scene and refocus on the body autopsy, stuff like that. But that's what they found initially. Let me talk about who she was. Let's build her character up a little bit. 23 years old. She, I showed you her her photo. The scene is what really gets me because not only is this an elementary school teacher, but whoever did this, they got the ribbon from the station, her table, Mm -hmm. her dining room table, where she was sitting and cutting out these Christmas trees. So you have all these little Christmas trees and she's been doing it all night because she was going to wrap it around the whole classroom. So I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe a hundred. So- the killer goes and grabs the Christmas ribbon that was going to be for the kid's classroom. I mean, that, what the hell, you know?
2: It's pretty d- deranged. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's an interesting thing, though, if um, so that if someone like broke in, for example, I know we haven't gone too far into the story. Right. Did they not have a bring their own weapon? Did something escalate and they improvised? See, for me, when he said that it was a quiet scene makes it seem like this is someone that she
1: let into her house. Mm-hmm. He said there was a blind date the night before. So I would assume that it was someone that she knew or was getting to know. Someone that was invited in.
0: It it looks like she was threatened and then complied. Okay, Mm -hmm. maybe if he just ties my hands, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I I don't know though. Anyway, let's talk about that in a little bit. Let's, Let's find out who this is. Linda, she graduated at the top of her class, the top 3%, but she had to work for everyone else in her family, including her sister, who was also a teacher, including her mom and her aunt who were also educators. That all came easy for them, but she had to work at it, and she graduated the top Mm -hmm. after all that hard work. She was passionate about teaching and loved by all of her students. She was also independent, 23 years old. She just got this job. This is her second year, and she's only been in this apartment for seven months. She's brand new moving into an apartment by herself.
2: When Linda moved into her apartment, she wanted to prove that if she could get a job, she could make it on her own. Linda's aunt, Mrs. McClellan,
0: said, There's an interview with her sister now from 2014, and you can tell if she was anything like her sister, educator her whole life, Mm -hmm. still working in the school district after all these years, even after retirement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's sad to see. Linda was working on her master's degree at the time as well, even though she was going to continue to be a teacher. She just loved education that much. Mm -hmm. Can you read what the uh, superintendent said?
2: Frank Klein, assistant superintendent of Wayne Township School, said, "I've known this little girl since she was a baby. I was the one who hired her two years ago."
0: What do you guys think about this so far? We're going to talk about the suspects and everything. Just
2: sad, yeah. Like you know, sad. when you think about educators,
1: um, and this is something that kind of like hits me sometimes when I'm out and about. But like they're they're important community members. Like you, mm-hmm. like you know, especially today with the, the class sizes, the way they are, especially in my district. Like you're seeing at least 120. Students a day. And then That's you have like crazy. the, yeah, because classes are at least like they're like at 30 plus people per class, and you have like four periods a day. Anyway, regardless, like when you're an educator, you take these kids into your lives, and like, regardless of what their status is at home, like it's a safe place for you during the day to be. And you know, you don't know what kind of impact you're going to have on this student. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it's different for a counselor than it is for a teacher. Um, because you don't see the students every day, but like the students, they see you every day when you're a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, and, and you know, especially an, an elementary school student, like you are such a main part of their life. Because even like I'm in the high school, obviously, but like, yeah, like so they have four four teachers a day, but you know, the elementary students they typically have one one teacher one teacher the whole year, yeah. the whole year and it's like they see them more than they see their family, probably. Like, that's how it is for me with mm-hmm. my coworkers. And, you know, I see them more than I see my, my family, more than I see you guys. So, mm-hmm. it, like, you're such an important part of someone's life, Um, Yeah, and just for like that, someone to be taken away like that, regardless if you're a teacher or not. But in this specific case, like it's just it's very sad. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: What I wanted to ask you about is breaking this the news to the students. These Mm. are elementary school students, and from what I found in the paper, the school principal. I don't know if that's always like that. If he's the one that would have to do it. Like, let's say you have a teacher, but. This is this is interesting how they did it. I found this really interesting. Everything was a normal day. The next day, the kids show up at the bus stop like usual. However, on this day, when the bus pulled up to the school, the kids get off and they find the principal and all of their parents there. And then that's how they break the news to them. Got it. Yeah.
1: So when there is um, some sort of crisis that happens at a school, there is a plan set in place and, you know, the principal is typically Mm -hmm. the person that would spearhead that and then you have people that are responsible for certain things in my experience like if they're like there unfortunately has been we've had student deaths and we've also Mm -hmm. had staff deaths and like so this like the principal will tell the staff like if there was another staff member who passed away they'll like there was in my experience has been like a staff meeting yeah um, first and then mm -hmm, like say hey we have a meeting at this time and they'll tell us in person um first like but if you know if it was a, a student like, you would call the staff members who had the student and tell them hey like mm. this happened and um yeah and there will be a plan in place for that from there
0: yeah but you're you're also talking about your students are older so like
2: parents would be involved in this one yeah
0: i mean like if if i was 15 and my teachers died i mean that would suck but i wouldn't be if i was seven it'd be like oh my god what the you know, I don't it,
2: know. well especially too because it goes back to the you've got one teacher that you yeah. have for the yeah. whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not well,
0: multiple.
1: Well, yeah, it would make sense to have the parents available at that time, um, you know, for that class and to be told in person. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in my case, I think the the students families were notified as well, but maybe I don't via think it was in person. Yeah. I think it was via email, but I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, But, but yeah, for this, you would want to break it in person. Yeah. With the parents there, I think for, for elementary school students.
2: From the Indianapolis news, December 2nd, In 1977. We called all the homes of the children in her class, Principal Thomas Long said, and we told the parents what had happened. We felt it would be best if their parents met them at the bus and told them about it. One of the reactions I got in contacting a lot of the parents was just how much the children loved her.
0: Not only the children, but also the other teachers. The principal said, quote, they took it all very, very hard, especially a couple of the teachers who had worked very closely with her. Yeah. This is from the sister, what the sister had said. Said about her. Quote, what Linda McDaniel had wanted most out of life, from what her sister said, was to get married and have children. That had been her dream all of her life. She loved children and always planned to teach elementary school. Mm. Let's go back to the actual crime scene. But first, the FBI did do a behavioral analysis on the killer that was still uncaught. This was three years after the crime. So I'm going to read this. Oh, wow. The FBI said a white male, 35 to 40, at the time of the crime socially or occupationally associated with McDaniel. And that's like what you said because there was no disturbed. She knew.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And even even the purse, like her purse, which didn't have a lot of money, but it wasn't ransacked. Everything was there. Robbery wasn't the motive Mm -hmm. and the door wasn't busted down. Although the sliding glass door going down towards those steps that I showed you, that was slightly ajar. So,
1: but it wasn't like broken or anything. It
0: wasn't broken. And the front door was locked as Hmm. well. Okay. So someone could have walked in that sliding glass door. Who knows?
1: Um, Real quick, Shram asks, are there any legalities to how that type of news is told to students? I can't speak on the legal aspect, but normally you would, like I would assume that if you, once you get the news, you would report it to your higher up at the district and they would guide you on what to do.
0: Mm. So back to the FBI profile, they think that this guy was married at the time of the crime and living with his wife and family, but experiencing conflict with his spouse after the murder. He and his wife likely went into counseling, but later, separated or divorced, possibly a military veteran. Prior to the crime, experiencing financial or marital distress. Didn't participate much in family activities. Spent a lot of time in bars. Mm -hmm. After the crime, possibly after counseling, drastically reduced alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. Previously had been inside a McDaniels apartment. Prior to the murder, had no criminal record other than traffic tickets or possibly public intoxication. They did get fingerprints at the time. They ran them through the database. It didn't get any hits. And from what I've seen, the latest news was 2014, still unsolved. Mm -hmm. They ran the DNA. There was a little bit of DNA like on the doorknob and stuff like that. Still no hits. Wow.
2: I'm shocked that they couldn't solve this. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, DNA may solve it eventually with the genetic stuff. Yeah. The sliding glass door, slightly ajar, no signs of forced entry, front door locked from the inside, bathroom door locked by the killer, purse untouched. Her outfit was missing, so he took the outfit with her because the outfit that she had wore the previous day was neatly hung up in the closet area. Mm-hmm. The Christmas tree decorations and scissors were still on the table. She had a single bruise on her left arm, almost like being gripped.
1: Do you think that maybe it's a possibility and, you know, this is the 70s, so the whole, like, sexual freedom stage is happening, but do you think it's a possibility that You know, she she was about to get intimate, but like hung up her outfit Hmm. like or maybe it was someone that did break in to the to the house and she was just about to like go to bed and she was she had just finished hanging up her outfit, but didn't take her pantyhose off yet. Could be because, I mean, if they took the outfit with them, that's I don't know, that's that's a lot to to assume. But Mm -hmm. like what? Like. You know, if the outfit was hung up, then maybe she was getting undressed and was putting it.
0: Well, she was also wearing her contact lenses. So you take them off before bed.
1: Right. Right. But I like maybe the last
2: thing you do before you go to bed.
1: Yeah. I would usually, I mean, I don't have contacts, but I would assume that, like, you know, you would get undressed and then do that after. I I don't know. Everyone's routine is different. Maybe she hadn't taken a shower yet.
0: So she had called her mom because they had a a date, a a get together set up, and she can't. Cancelled it because of the Christmas decorations she was cutting out. She also called one of her girlfriends that night and said the previous night she had a blind date with the man. She never gave the guy's name, mm. but said that this guy was too aggressive, but he had called her and wanted to come back over to apologize. So if he came over, then most likely he is the killer. But nobody knows who she went on a date. Nobody with? knows who the blind date was or where she even met this wow. blind date. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. I mean, I guess I, I feel like if you went on a blind date now, you at least tell someone would, their name. I, I feel like that's just like what people do for safety now. Well, then again, this is in the 70s and maybe she, well, maybe it was someone that she was ashamed of going on a blind date with. Maybe. Or, you well, know, she maybe, had, she, maybe she didn't know his full name. You know what I mean? If it was a blind date, maybe she hadn't met him yet. But, maybe someone. But set, I guess a, in a blind date,
2: it implies someone set you up. Right. So maybe she so didn't somebody know. Somebody had to know. Someone who set did. her who set her up? Well who yeah. would
0: set her up? Her best friend and girlfriend didn't know the name at all of this blind date. And the girlfriend also said, don't let him come over. Don't let him come over because he was coming over to apologize for being too aggressive.
2: Maybe they're using the term blind date and it was someone she like randomly met at the grocery store and was and he asked her out. Yeah. And she or, said, yeah. yeah.
1: or maybe it was maybe it was a co-worker and she didn't want anyone to know that yeah. she was dating them. So she used the term blind date.
0: That's a good observation, I like, think. Right Theory. Throw
2: somebody off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like
0: that theory. Hey, Joanne. What's up, Joanne? Before we get <laughs> I,
2: I can't every time, it, yeah. I love it too. I love it.
0: Before we get on to the suspects, okay, I want to talk about a similar murder that was in the newspaper. If if you want it, to, it's it just, I, I don't know if it's the same person. It happened 20 years before, okay, number one. And it is also unsolved in the same town. The victim, Malvina Krutz, 41 years old, her body was found in the same position. Hands tied behind back, water in the tub, and then her Mm. face drowned in there. Same position. Mm. So neither victim was sexually Mm. assaulted in any way, nor had there been any robbery in any way. So, and the bodies were found in the same position. However, that was 20 years before. It was actually 19, but that happened on January 29th, 1958. Mm. Wow. Okay. And she was wearing, this one I'm talking about now, was wearing a white blouse covered with a white cardigan sweater and panties pulled down to her knees, can you read? Um, police found. But that's
1: different mo though, because our girl was was undressed until her like until her pantyhose, right? Her panties? Or panties? Her yeah. panties? But but this this other girl was wearing a top and her panties were pulled down. So I would yes. say this is probably not the same person. Twenty years is a long time
0: to not Agree. have a similar yeah. mo. But you got to think about the the sliding door really gets me because the front door was locked. The sliding door was open. Yeah. So if, like, let's say she had the the sliding door open to get, you know, fresh air. I mean, that's an easy way in. I, 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 mean, for a killer to kill her and then lock the front door and then walk out, it just seems strange. Strange. I mean, yeah, it could be done, and then he would have to. I don't know. I,
1: Unle- I mean, unless, unless again, unless it was someone that she let into the home, she locked the door behind her, thought they were gonna have a night, and then he went
0: out the glass door.
1: He could have gone out the glass door so that his fingerprints weren't on the front door. Yeah, that's definitely po-
2: probable. I think that's yeah, or it was a. Quicker wait. So he
1: probably went out the back door because no, he thought no one would see him if he went out the back versus going out
2: the front mm-hmm. door. Police also found two pillows on the bedroom floor, each of which bore small spots of blood. An autopsy showed Mrs. Kurtz had been knocked unconscious by a blow to the head before her head was thrust underwater to drown her.
0: So that was different too. Yeah. There were a couple suspects, a couple boyfriends that she was seeing on and off. They were ruled out. There is a suspect that has never been named his fingerprints matched once he was arrested for another crime later Mm -hmm. and this was he was arrested in Kentucky but he was very uncooperative with police about this murder he refused the lie detector test and he was arrested in prison and the reason they pressed him so much is because he was a quote well known acquaintance of Linda's
2: I have conversed with Kentucky authorities," said Sergeant Ronald Beasley a detective in Marion County quote he was uncooperative and refrained from taking a polygraph.
0: The suspect's name has never been released, mm. and apparently he's dead anyway okay. as of now. Yeah,
2: so much for
1: that.
0: Several male fingerprints were found in the home, so she was dating. Bathroom doorknob. Also, the next suspect we have here is a prowler who was around the area and cited by multiple people before this murder. A peeping tom was observed in the apartment complex that matches the description of the same. Prowler that other residents had been seeing, Mm -hmm. especially on the night of December 1st, the murder night. Mm. One resident who called the police to report the missing Tom watched him out of her own window, peeping into other apartment windows.
2: Shortly after the body of Linda McDaniel was discovered and our investigation began, we received information about a prowler in the Portocol call apartments. According to a citizen's report, the prowler was seen at about 10 p.m. the night of the murder running toward less the Westlake Arms Complex, said Marion County Detective Jack Patterson.
0: So, I mean, it could have very well been this Prowler guy, especially since the sliding glass door was open. Right. I don't know. What do you guys.
2: I mean, it could be. I mean, maybe she forgot to lock closed her glass sliding door. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's how he got in. I mean, he could have taken her by like, you know, that also, yeah, it sounds like it could be like she was, maybe she came home from her date, locked her door and then she was
2: getting ready for bed and he caught, he was inside and took her by surprise. Could be. Yeah. Ash, the unsolved ones kind of make me crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it really, frustri- really frustrates me that somebody can get away with murder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: It was interesting listening to the sister talk about this. All these years later, once she's come to terms with it and everything, she says she feels bad for the killer, that he had to live with this. And he may be dead now, but he had to live with this. She kind of thinks it was an accident, like it went too far type Mm -hmm. of thing. And then he felt like he had no choice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was interesting. She said in an interview, if he was caught now for, for DNA or whatever, she wouldn't want to go to court, which makes sense. I mean, it's been so long ago. They've they've moved on. You know, sh- why would you want to go to court? I don't know. I found that really interesting. Br-
2: yeah. Brings up old wounds.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, cause I guess this it was, could
2: be really disapp- if it's not super strong, it, it would probably be really crushing if it couldn't bring a conviction. Right. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. this is nearly what? Almost 40 years later. Yeah. at this point so
2: yeah I mean I guess
1: with something like that you would obviously whenever something happens and we don't have an answer you want closure no matter what Mm -hmm. the situation is whether it's from dating someone and being broken up with to a, a, a crime such as tragic as this but You know, time, I hate to be so corny, but time heals a lot. Yeah. Um, And if you don't have it, like, I feel like it would be more hurtful to go there and go through the whole process of, of a trial and have someone found not guilty than to just have it set in your mind that this is who did it.
0: I will say if it was the Prowler, he was never caught even for that. Apparently, the guy was wearing an army green jacket, which, you know, if it was a military veteran, maybe. Mm -hmm. And another thing I found interesting about this case was, and this kind of shows the time, at least three people in the neighborhood who saw that Prowler were hypnotized and provided details to detectives like that. Hmm. But still, this case is unsolved. And, you know, unless they had suspects, but they all fizzled out, unless there's a match for genetic ancestry DNA, which may which may happen. happen literally like that's happening all the time now. Yeah. But the detective of this case, i seen in a recent interview with him, he says he's pretty sure that whoever did this is dead. Anyway, the guy, if he ever gets caught, is termed the Christmas ribbon killer. And that's why I did the story because, you know, Christmas. Right. And, you
1: know, it almost reminds me of that creepy story with the ribbon around the neck and the the girl with the ribbon and it's where it's, she's cut. Yeah. yeah she no. ha- she wears the ribbon around That's her those neck.
0: Japanese stories that are oh. all fucking no, crazy. I
1: heard about that. It was like the scarlet ribbon. I heard that, that when I was a kid, like a, a kid and like, it was oh, supposed shit. to be like a Christmas story, but it wasn't because like, clearly not. It was more like a Halloween. And it's like, why did you wear the scarlet ribbon around your neck? It's because like, if you take the ribbon off, it's like, Oh,
0: it's yeah. like the Japanese story with the smiley, the, but it's oh, cut, yeah. uh-huh. you know, and then if she, I don't know her name, but if she, if you see her, she'll ask you if she's pretty, if you think she's pretty. And I can't remember if you're supposed to say yes or no.
1: Well, better figure it out. Because if I see her, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to find out with the wrong answer. You have
0: to answer. And one of the answers, she does that to you. I think it's, I, I don't know. I think
1: you have to tell her that she is pretty. Would oh, it make sense to me? No, yeah.
0: no, I. I don't think so because then she's like, oh, you want to be pretty too, I guess. And then she'll cut your freaking. Or
1: maybe you just can't win. If she visits you, you're fucked. You either answer.
0: Or tell her, you know, you have a boyfriend or.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You tell uh, her that I don't see, I don't see beauty. I'm blind. Interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: I'd just be like, I think you are beautiful besides this big ass cut. You got going on. <laughs> uh, but that is a story on Linda McDaniel. That's all I found on the case. I wow. pulled multiple different newspapers and there's really nothing more. The case is unsolved. Very sad. She was, you know, taken, mm. you know, I mean. Worst
1: time of year to lose someone.
0: I don't know. I can't imagine going and using the freaking Christmas decorations Mm. That your yeah. the, this elementary school teacher you know was making to kill someone. I mean that just sounds really depraved. I know, but anyway, I hope you guys mm. enjoyed it. I know it's kind of small, but anyway, three o'clock we got you out on wow. time. Wow,
2: look at that! Like, like pretty much exactly, it's three o one. Oh, slightly late. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Lars knows the Robin story too. Yeah,
0: I bet y'all have some crazy German stories. Oh, uh, we got to
2: get some requests in from yeah. you. Yeah,
0: man, like I, dude, I haven't really done any German stories. We've done a
2: couple. Yeah, the sausage story. The Sausage Story, oh, and also yeah. um, wasn't the there was a he a vampire of Dusseldorf? Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
0: the vampire Dusseldorf. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that one, that's one of my favorites. In fact, I might redo that one because Ryan Green has launched a book oh, about that.
1: Okay, and
0: I know you would. I'll have to do it when you're here.
1: Yeah, because I don't think I was here for that. Yeah. Peter Curtin, right?
0: Peter I remember Curtin. His, yeah. I
2: remember that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he kept ejaculating. Oh God. <laughs> I remember when he cut off a dove's head or a swan's stop. head. Okay, stop. he cut off a swan's head, and then he said, and then I ejaculated. Um, I was like, what the? And-
2: fuck? what is wrong with- It was with- basically how every sentence ended in that story. <laughs> also, <then> had- <laughs>
0: no, we've also done another one. There was a, a tr- the one about Matuska. the train. Matuska. That one too. But I'm talking about the one who was going from train to train.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: As not in America, but in Germany, mm-hmm. in the black forest, I think it's called. Or- oh, yeah.
2: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we
0: have done some good yeah. German ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd love to do some more. So be sure to let me know if you if you're not on the discord, just message on Patreon or anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's kind of small, but, you know,
2: that uh, was a great story. No, it was you. good.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll see you on Tuesday yeah.
2: and we should be back tomorrow. I think we'll be doing headlines early tomorrow. We have to go to my aunt's house. So i mm-hmm. we'll probably yeah. do it early in the day.
0: All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it until next time. Good night you. Lovely, lovely people.
2: To run this shit